This portion of the show is brought to you by Kim Dawson at Nova Home Loans. This is the Jeff Orvid Show. All right, welcome everyone. Thanks for listening. Jeff Orvid here. Angelo with me for the beginning of the show. Rob Wilson from Timberline Firearms and Training arriving shortly. Shortly. Santa on a sleigh. You'll be kicked out. (laughs) Especially about some of those cookies. I'm just like addicted. I've gained 10 pounds since we last spoke. Uh, and then I went to the Marcos too today. Yeah. The Marcos Pizza. So lunch. I had some extra. I did get the salad though. Yeah. Their lunch special. Nine bucks. That offsets the pizza. So nine yeah. bucks for yeah. um, slice of pizza, salad, big salad, and a drink. Mm-hmm. Bottomless drink. I think it was bottomless. I got a couple drinks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got that. That was that was that was pretty good. It actually came to ten oh one. Yeah. The tax and everything. Okay. So it's like a penny. Hey, that's not bad for lunch. Come on, that, a penny though. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that. You know, you're like 10 and you're like, ah, oh, yeah. I don't have a penny. Yeah. Check out their lunch specials, folks. It's, it's really good stuff there. I also went out to Timberline and he'll tell you about that in a little bit. I'm looking at his safes out there and also looked at the, the guy who has the trailers out there. What's that company name? Hang on a second. Hang on. Let me get the card. Yeah. Um, American Trailer Arizona out there, right by Rob Wilson's. So oh, shout okay. out to those guys. They have yeah. the dump trailers. So I'm yeah. looking at, I got some projects coming up, so <laughs> I might be getting one of those here before the end of the year. Okay, we got a lot of stuff to cover, enough of my life and my eating. <laughs> <laughs> those cookies that Olivia made and you made. Yeah. Whew, I can't stop. Well, see, we put the Hershey Kiss in the middle oh, of the one, and man. Hershey Kisses are his weakness. So. I actually hurt myself because Hershey Kiss got a little hard on the top. <laughs> punctured my uh, punctured my mouth here. Okay, so... Uh, the geniuses have been meeting, you know, they always meet this time of year when, when, um, you know, we're all starting to stop, pay attention and stuff. And I can tell this time yeah, of year because people they, get distracted yeah, yeah. and busy and they're not, yeah. My emails kind of slow down and stuff. Uh-huh. I, I can tell yeah. people are getting distracted, getting busy, getting tired of the whole stuff. Right. So I'm talking about the cop 28 meeting and the agreement that they came up with. You know, they come up with these agreements, these non-binding agreements on the environment and all that. This is the thing in Dubai? Yeah, yeah. This okay. is the thing in Dubai. Right. You know, they all go meet there and they're, you know, you got private eat, jets. Yeah, private jets. Remember, Mark was talking about this. They, they got frozen on the runway in mm-hmm. Germany. Yeah, they couldn't leave. Couldn't leave to get to Dubai. You know, a place in the middle of the desert with sand that mm-hmm. they've made islands. I mean, the, probably the most unenvironmental place on planet Earth. Right. They all yeah. go there to the glitzy hotels and... I may go there. We still haven't decided. We may go there in March. Yeah. Like to check it out, you know, and and see what this is all about. They were eating burgers and stuff. And at the same time agreeing that, what was the quote here? We are now transitioning, quote, quote, unquote, transitioning away from planet warming fossil fuels. It marks the first time such language has appeared in a cop agreement. I got a cop for you. Jeez. (laughs) These people. You know, who are these people? We don't even know who they are. They're unelected bureaucrats, right? So they come up with this agreement that they, we're going to be cutting back. And when they say we're going to be cutting back, that mainly means the United States of America is going to be cutting back, the number one producer of petroleum yeah, products. Yeah, all their responsibility always yeah, falls on always us. Falls on us. I don't China know how doing? binding in any way, but whatever. It specifically says it's uh, the agreement is not, this is on the hill.com, the agreement is not legally binding for participating nations. However... And experts noted that its significance for the U.S. may be more symbolic than practical. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay. Uh, you know, it's not like some global mandate or something. They don't talk like that, really. They talk Why about stuff. Why bother then? I mean, because seriously. it is, because it becomes policy. <laughs> yeah. What they do is that the upper people, this is, this goes back to remember the, um, uh, what was that? The, 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 the green agenda, the agenda 21 stuff they did. Mm-hmm. Now they got the agenda 2030. They've always got something every 10 years. So they agree to this stuff. The unelected NGO bureaucrats, people living off the system, never done a work day of work in their life. They go agree on that. They show up in their jets. They stay in the fancy high rises. They eat lobster and caviar and steak and all that. And then they sit there and say how people are destroying the earth. Right. Right. Yeah. And so they agree about it, and then they send it out in memoranda and um, marching orders to all the minions around the world. And then what happens? So it trickles down, and, and they get people – they get these people that would be nothing, absolute zero nobodies without these types of organizations, these government NGOs and government organizations, right? These people were the losers in high school – that nobody liked, right? Mm-hmm. But somehow they get into this club and then they become these masters of the universe, little puppets to the, to, to very wealthy people around the world, right? And they go around, of course, they got to push the mandates. So what do they do? Then they get some governor in some states in, in America, right, to mm-hmm. be part of this. Yeah. Then um, they have little meetings within the state. I saw this on the Flagstaff City Council. Then they, the minions show up as low as those levels, they get people to meet with the council members. You need to sign on to this, you know, non-binding resolution on we're going to reduce greenhouse gases and, you mm-hmm. know, Agenda 21 type of stuff and, and you name it. And they get that momentum that way. And they get the, and they, they bring those people, they go to the minion conferences. So they show up at your statewide level stuff or, or national stuff, you know, as you get up to the higher level. So it's like, it's like, a, um, what are those things called? Those, I was going to um, say it's like a pyramid scheme. That's what he's looking for. It's like a pyramid scheme, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's or, what or, he was reminding me of yeah, when yeah. I was kind of visualizing Yeah, it's, that. it's like multi-level marketing here, right? Yeah. And they, they keep working up the chain and they feel good because they show up and everybody, you know, blows sunshine up there, you know what, and they get a free hotel room somewhere, a free steak dinner or whatever they're doing. They don't even get the steak. They get like, um, what's that stuff with the, um, you know, tofu. the bread? No, no, no. Okay. Oh. Yeah, maybe tofu, but um, um, like with the mashed potatoes and the white gravy, you know, the ground meat. What is what? that stuff called? The meat, the meat, the beef. You know, it's yeah. it's like it's like breaded and you and you fry it. It's not a steak. I don't know. Just, I don't know if I can't rely on you for this. I mean, what what are we doing? <laughs> it's like it's with the mashed potatoes and the white gravy. You get you get like chicken the chicken fried, fried steak. steak. Yeah, oh, chicken God. fried steak. <laughs> <laughs> Which actually I happen to like personally, but you know they. Well, you they, threw me off. You said it wasn't steak, and then it's like well, yeah, actually it's, chicken well, fried steak. <laughs> And who came up with that? Probably some chicken fried yeah. steak. That doesn't even make sense. But yeah, that's what that's what they get, right? Okay, so uh-huh. anyway, so they all feel good about themselves and they pressure your city councils, your county board of supervisors. That, that's how this happens. Mm-hmm. Trying yeah. to display, yes, no, this is not mandatory. This is not binding, but it will be mm-hmm. because they're yeah. going to push all this crap. Because the city councils and the town supervisors and all that stuff will pass it in their regional plans or their... yeah. City codes and stuff, and then and then, then that'll it be is binding. that'll still be non-binding, but it'll be like see us. Or sometimes you know, it could be sometimes, binding. Sometimes, but us thirty cities in the state of Arizona, we all came to this. So, Governor, you need to do it too because yeah. Tempe did it, Tucson did it. So, my point being here, when you see a bunch of these bureaucrats meeting, 
in their fancy meetings and coming up with non-binding stuff, it's going to be binding. Mm-hmm. It's just going to take about 10 years. And then they'll have, um, you know, cop, whatever, 28, 38, 48. It never yeah. ends. And each yeah. time they go a little more forward. I wish these people would just go away. Mm. So yeah. tired of these people. You know, they're just... They're destroyers of the universe is what these people have become. And they all do, they do it in the name of environmentalism. And all it is is control. Right. All it is is trying yeah. to, you know, stomp everybody down, down, down the line and keep them in order. That's just my thoughts for, on that, though. <laughs> it's irritating because I know exactly I know. what they're doing. You know? I know. I know. Love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Let's talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. And then, um, then they come up with genius things like the one that Angela found. So, oh yeah, the the cargo ships that are now they're putting sails on them um, to help get them powered by wind. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know their primary power is still the diesel engines, but they want to get these things. You know, that I think at least I was reading the one I was reading from Europe. The ones are they're hoping for thirty percent wind powered. It's like I don't. First of all, I don't know why they haven't been doing that all along because that's been working for thousands of years. But anyway, yeah, but yeah, six knots. I mean, you know, it's well, like that's the how, problem. How quickly are you going to get across their, the ocean? You know, we still have our time deadlines, and yeah, so, if so they're kick not on the diesel. A certain speed. Yeah. But 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 here's what they're doing: is it the European Space Agency? Yeah. So the funny thing <laughs> is that they were the. It was saying how this like gigantic rocket part was getting transported via this wind powered. Vessel. Cargo ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it could be anywhere from 10 to 50% wind powered, but anyway, that. Yeah, it's going to be yeah. 10%. Yeah, probably. Because this stuff never works Especially, out. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Anyway, they're, um, they've got all these, they make all the different parts for the this thing they want to launch into space, this rocket, all across Europe. But then they literally ship it across the ocean to South America where their space to what, headquarters, Guiana or whatever. They French have their, Guiana. French Guiana. They actually have their spaceport in, in, yeah, and in South thinking, America. Maybe you could cut your greenhouse emissions if you weren't shipping stuff across the ocean. Just keep it centralized in Europe. And I know these space programs, they, they strategically locate them where there's like clear skies and whatever. I don't know. I don't know. The, so, like the weather southern, is better down Southern there. Spain has pretty yeah. clear skies. Northern Africa has pretty clear skies. I know. It seems you know, like could there could that. be somewhere closer. So wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Let me, let me understand this. So they get the components for their rocket ship. To they do it in Europe. They probably do it like they did the F thirty five here in the U.S., where every state had to make a component, you know, the, uh-huh. to, to, yeah. to, to bribe so and buy like votes, right? Contribute most to inefficient the, way the to plane. do something. Yeah. yeah, everybody gets a piece of the action. So they probably doing that over there. Every country gets some piece of the action. They gather it all up. They take the rocket parts. So we're talking space age stuff, rocket ships, and they put it on a sailboat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How jacked up is that? Yeah. Well, and it's just so funny though. The, what they call it? Oh, it's a wind powered boat, but in reality, it's really not because I mean, half it, it at the most it could be half wind powered. Is that like a biomass stove? Yeah, yeah, they, they come just, up with fancy. It sounds yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but they it's always, not wind powered because they still are like, well, we have our deadlines we got to meet. And so if we don't get it there and, you know, by a certain date, we're cranking we have to up turn the diesel. On the diesel. Yeah, cranking up the diesel. Yeah. Okay, so they get there. They feel good. They put all these components made from different materials that were probably mined out of the earth um, by big diesel equipment from who knows where. They ship it all over to a very poor place in South America. Uh, and then they would assemble it there and they stuff a bunch of, 
either solid rocket propellant or liquid propellant, whatever they're using in there, which again has to be mined and created from all around the world. And then um, for simple, you know, uh, description here, they light a fuse like was that one with the chase and the, the wily e. coyote, oh, you yeah. know, they light a long fuse to the Acme rocket <laughs> and <laughs> all of that stuff that they put in there to launch it. It's not being, they're not sending the rocket up by like, like, like a, a sail. That sucker yeah. is being propelled. Yeah. So all of that smoke from yeah. burning the carbon. propellants, carbon based yeah. or something, right. That all goes in the atmosphere, but it's not in Europe. You know, I mean, keep, can't they keep their pollution in their hemisphere at least? Well, and I was going to say that <laughs> Europe in particular is very like, you know, poo-poo about, you know, Flying. using yeah, yeah air flights and stuff. They're, yeah. they're kind of like, well, you should travel within your, you know, spots that you live, you know, Stay close within by. Your zone. You, yep. you should take the train, not a plane. And they're, they're kind of very like you know, in your face about how great they're, they're trying for the environment thing. And, and so I just find it funny that they're shipping all this stuff across the ocean and, and then they're bragging about how they're getting it there at a more efficient rate. Yeah. This is like people. And then the same article that I was reading, which is on CNN travel was saying that of all the greenhouse emissions, only 3% of it is actually from shipping. Like boat, boat shipping over the seas. I mean, if we're really going to try and, and cut emissions, is, this, is, is that a, yeah. the best place to do it? Is nope. with sh- I mean, I'm not opposed to the wind-powered thing. That's fine, I guess, depending on how much it costs to make these new ships. You know, I bet you it costs a fortune. And all now you've got a, parts. You've got a and, yeah. diesel components. I think some of them use just like regular oil. You've got sails. You've got different crews. I don't have to understand sails versus you know, running a diesel engine, I bet you that thing costs a fortune and somebody's paying for it somewhere that's probably yeah. struggling to make ends meet. You know, the taxpayers Maybe, but everywhere. Maybe, probably pays coming up with new designs either way. Okay, and- all right. I, am I opposed to wind-powered sailing devices over the ocean? No. Just like I'm not opposed to electric cars and all that. But does it make sense? Does it pass the three crayons at the restaurant back at a napkin exactly. math? Yeah. Probably not. Yeah. You know, probably not. Well, but I here's just the- think the effort could be put into probably a better... S- Base than the three percent. Yeah, trying yeah. to slash some off the the three percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's other. I mean, there's other low lines. Add for, up yeah. to me. Yeah, and and it's just it's amazing though that they will tout this as being so environmental, but in the end, you're sending a rocket into space and you're shipping it across. And the you're ocean. shipping it across the ocean. This makes zero sense if you're gonna. It's like the people showing up in Dubai that are eating burgers and showing up in jets and they're whining about. And meanwhile, the they're like, we end. shouldn't eat. Yeah. <laughs> beef anymore and we shouldn't be in in planes anymore yep these people are are absolutely unbelievable uh speaking of planes this one is interesting um this is from fox business low-cost carrier southwest airlines is being celebrated by passengers of size um that's the new word so you know people who are overweight and there's been some issues with people um not fitting in one seat, right? Mm-hmm. So the, the the policy has been thus far that you got to buy an extra seat at at a certain point. Yeah, really tough situation, mm-hmm. and it's tough for the passenger. I'm sure it's tough for the airline. You know, yeah. all around this the, is the per- person sitting next to that person or traveling exactly, with exactly. them, and it's not easy. I mean, we've all been witness to well southwest we do have the dog in the in the studio here southwest airlines has decided to um actually let you get a complimentary seat so you can get a complimentary seat if you request it if you are in the what they say if you're a passenger of size 
uh, you can go ahead and get an extra seat for free. Oh. For free. So well, I want a free seat. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I mean, I would like a free one next next to my seat. Yeah, an so, empty one. So me too. Yeah, I mean, so and that's and I started thinking about this, and I was like, I, I'm I'm always as I get older, I try to be compassionate to people's individual situation. I, I get it. You know, stuff yeah. happens, and it's like everybody's got their own set of issues and challenges and problems, right? Uh-huh. Rob right. Wilson just showed up from Timberline, and the dog does not like Rob. <laughs> Rob, what'd you do? Um, yeah, you need to bring a dog biscuit. Next yeah, time. you need to bring a biscuit. Um, yeah. Anyway, I, I always, I'm always compassionate to these different situations, but I, I start to think about like when we had uh, little kids, like when they're under two or under one or under something, two. you could do the lap baby, right? Yeah. You put them and on I started thinking, well, can I just, I don't want to buy that ticket. Can I, I'd like to get an extra seat if the kid's under two and I'm a mom traveling or whatever, dad, yeah. can I get a free seat, please? Yeah. Yeah. It's like whenever they go down this road, it's like, what's next? What's next? What's next? Mm-hmm. So anyway, Southwest Airlines doing that. Uh, it's a new policy. I wonder policy. how long that will last. Uh, I don't know. Oh, what, what, will these, it these airlines are very full as well. Yeah, I know. So yeah. what do you do? Does someone else get bumped because of this situation? Because if they don't know, what if they don't know that someone needs two seats until yeah, they're exactly. at the airport? And then, and then they're, I mean, these, air, these, these flights are packed. And there's yeah, usually some people on, on standby as well. All right. Love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. That's talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Um, I always like to own a little bit of physical gold and silver, and I've been buying from Desert Gold Exchange. Justin and his great team, family-run company down uh, right here in Arizona that can ship anywhere in the state, usually, what, 48, 72 hours. We've gotten stuff before from them. Yeah, it's quick. Yeah, it's quick. They have some of the best pricing out there. Uh, call them up. Uh, put them to the test. I think you're going to find um, that their fees and their commissions are the absolute best around, which saves you a lot of money. Uh, they actually guarantee it. So call them up. Mention to Jeff Overture. They'll, they'll treat you like gold. Plus, you can get a free investor's kit, 888-852-4343. That's Desert Gold Exchange at 888-852-4343, 888-852-4343. If you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up the Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. You're listening to the Jeff Orbit Show. All right, if you get a rock ship in your windshield, remember to call Diamond Auto Glass first before making an auto glass claim. Uh, also, if, if you need, it's time for a whole new windshield crack across the whole thing. Time to go on into Diamond Auto Glass on 4th Street in Flagstaff. Uh, back to that rock ship thing takes about 10 to 15 minutes. So you get that done, you prevent that whole thing from having to come out and getting replaced. That gets pretty expensive. But they'll take care of you at Diamond Auto Glass. Here's the number, 928-779-4140. 928-779-4140 or go to the difference is clear.com. We have a list here. Um, Rob Wilson su- su- survived the dog attack. Uh, yep, thank he was you. armed at least. So. I mean, she's vicious, huh? <laughs> evil, oh, evil dog. Yeah. Yeah. No. yeah, she's all usually the, real all nice. Dogs to are good. It's just how they're raised, right? <laughs> Bad parents. <laughs> Bad dog parents. We got a lot to get to here uh, throughout the rest of the show, um, including. Uh, 
stuff on the Harvard president. We'll get to more of that. Um, sanctions against Hamas, Hunter Biden. That's the big one today. Um, right. You know, the, 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 even the White House is getting in on being more uh, right leaning all of a sudden with the border, just like uh, Hobbs. No way. Yeah, I think this was all a memo that went out that said, hey, let's pull one over on them. Hey, don't fool me again. You know, I don't think the White House is serious about the border. Of course not. I, I don't think so. There's ele- is there an election coming, maybe? Is that, is is that, that what it is? Could is be. that what it is? Yeah. So, and then I got a bunch of local things too. So stick around for all that. I did start watching because I've heard a lot of stuff being said about this movie, Leave the World Behind on Netflix about a cyber attack. Uh, Julia Roberts is in it and other people. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the other names at this point. Uh, produced by, I'm surprised I'm watching them, like produced by a, one of the two of the producers were the Obamas. Wow. So I was like, oh, no, this is going to suck. That's, that's a, <laughs> but it didn't. A it, new endeavor for Yeah, them, they're huh? doing, you know, the whole racial tension thing, of course, because how could yeah. you not? But the, the, mm-hmm. the first hour of I saw it seemed all right, which was uh, hacking into the, the grid and all that and, and a cyber attack, massive oh, sure. cyber attack. And it's, that's a concern. I mean, this is it's serious. I, I, I was doing some stuff for the Christmas shows, you know, some interviews from the past year. Right. Um, and one of them I did was with uh, David Tice. He's a, a hedge fund guy, but he funded a the movie um, Grid Down, Power Up. Oh, right. It's about the power grid yep. going down. And one of the big things he talks about is cyber, oh, sure. cyber attacks. Sure. Uh, I mean, it's huge. So that's a concern. That's kind of scary. It made yeah. it, my skin crawl a little bit. And 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 the the thing about cyber attacks is with conventional military buildups, you can see it happening. Yeah. You can see the the industrial complex growing and you can see product being rolled out of factories and things like that. Cyber, you don't know until it's done. Yeah. It's happened. Yeah. And and you can bet the Russians, the Chinese and North Koreans, the yeah. Iranians, they've all exploited every possible opportunity to build up a cyber warfare chest. I'm sure. And should they ever decide to use it, our lives will be dramatically infected. And I'm sure we've done the same, but we have a different, really open society, mm-hmm. uh, a lot different than some of those other places you mentioned, and we don't think about it. We're not geared up for it like no. like they are. Um, when I was listening back to that interview I did with Tice, uh, he was talking about that balloon. Remember the Chinese balloon? I was like, I forgot yeah. about that one. And he's, he, he was talking about, well, pff, all it takes is a small nuclear bomb on, on something like that, 20 kilometers up, however far that is. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I was like, come on, English, man. <laughs> anyway, um, boom, EMP. Right. You know, Huge I know different than this. And then you add in a cyber attack for the rest. And man, I mean, I, people can't, and, and part of the movie was that people just don't know, didn't know how to do anything. The kids are all like, my phone's not working. My phone's not working. You know, it's like, I can't get on my devices. The internet's not working. It's like. My like, life I, is over because my phone yeah, doesn't yeah. work right now. This isn't the main problem you're about to deal with. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if, if that went down. Water, food. Uh, yeah. Are you prepared for this type of stuff? So it kind of got me on a whole nother level of thinking, well. I get up my preps a little bit Gonna more. Be a little bit more of a prepper? Yeah, I mean, I always have been. I think you have been too, and a lot of our listeners are. But, I mean, you know, let's start with three days. Let's move to a week. As let's a get minimum, to three weeks. As a minimum, three weeks or, or three days to a week, yeah. everybody should have. because That's nothing. Because that can happen as, as a result of any kind of a natural disaster, too. There can be, you know. Fire. Can, yeah. There was a snowstorm in Flagstaff back in the, in the late 70s, I believe it was, that dumped, what was it, six feet in two days? Yeah, sometimes basically then, yeah. paralyzed the city yep. for you know two weeks. You couldn't get in and out of your house. So and that was a hardier group back then, and there was a lot less people. Yes, there were. So um, people still had like four wheel drives and didn't rely on 
a little front-wheel drive with no clearance and a little crossover. <laughs> I like it. You have a little crossover. Right, super, with, like crossovers yeah, again. Yeah, that you can't charge electrically now because the grid's down. Yeah, yeah. Well, one thing that did happen. Not very beneficial. Well, um, real quick, I, I'm not spoiling anything here in this movie. Um, there was a Tesla attack. Uh-oh. Like all the Teslas self-drive, somebody must have hacked into them. And they were piling up on the freeway, kept ramming into each other. No Crashing people in them. Into. It was just like a pile of Teslas. And I was like, oh, man, a new fear has developed. <laughs> well, what if they had them all drive into, you know, the refinery tanks or yeah. into natural gas facilities? <laughs> Tesla or, weapons. Yes. Uh, Elon Musk commented on that. He says, well, it just really showcases our technology. You know, that they can drive themselves. He's always got something Look at how like great that. we are. Yeah. All right. Hey, a good way to save energy is to have a good set of blinds. Yeah, shades, things like that on your windows because you lose a ton of energy through those windows. And more and more houses, you know, they're not like the old ones where it's like you get one window. Yeah. I mean, most people, we have walls of windows now, right? Sure do. And it's beautiful because we've got beautiful things to look at here in northern Arizona. Call the Blind Brothers. Get new blind shutters and shades, especially if you've got those old ones. If you don't have any, you know, and you want to save on some energy, the Blind Brothers will go through all your options, not just the most expensive ones. Uh, I used them last year. Angela and I did. They did a great job replacing our blinds. They came in, did all the work. You, you mentioned the Jeff Orbit, so you get half off the installation. I highly recommend having them do the installation. Here's the number, 928-634-2423. That's 928 928- 634-2423 or go to theblindbrothers.com more to come hey, if you're listening to the podcast please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there if you're not listening to the podcast subscribe look up the Jeff Orvitz show also on video rumble follow us there and on YouTube subscribe we appreciate everyone who's done that Listening to the Jeff Orovitz Show. This portion of the show is brought to you by Fresh Roof of Northern Arizona. Get more info at freshroofofnaz.com. This is the Jeff Orovitz Show. All right, Rob Wilson here with me with Timberline Firearms and Training. Uh, why don't we just work through the list and we'll see by the end of the show, the end of the second hour, if we get through it all. All right. Let's we, just do we that. Never that's, do. that's the best we can do. Yep. And I think a place to start would be the maybe in D.C. and uh, the Biden stuff and something you brought up, which is the fourth round of sanctions. Right. Right. Okay. Um, and this is on who? The Hamas leaders of Hamas. Okay. So the Biden administration today announced that they're um, instituting the fourth round of economic sanctions against these leaders. Huh. Um, apparently, some some time ago, the administration determined that Hamas might be not good guys. And instituted the first round yeah. of financial, you know, sanctions against them. Since then, they've instituted round number two, round number three, and today they're going to do round number four because we've had so much success apparently with rounds one, two, and three. Yeah, they're probably improving as they go on. Right? Yeah, yeah. It it just amazes me that we keep doing things that we know aren't going to work. It's just stupid. It's just headline stuff. It, it it's it's to show that we're trying to do something even though we know it's not going to make any difference. It's like most firearms laws that get proposed. They yeah. they know those aren't going to make any difference. Yeah. But it's, I'm doing something. Got to do something. I'm in the government. I'm here to help. Right. You know, the old and, Reagan saying. And and what impact do you think that's really going to have on the leaders of, of Hamas? How much do they depend on 
the financial um, tools and benefits that the U.S. government can influence <laughs> for their well-being. Well, I mean, how much industry do they have there? How much stuff that can None. you sanction? Yeah, exactly. I mean, their funding is coming from other networks, other it, operations. It's called Iran. Yeah, obviously, yeah. and other places too, I'm sure. And um, Iran is already outside that loop as well. So yeah, Iran certainly not going to re- recognize any U.S. Yeah. financial restrictions yeah. on anything and, that they're doing. And you know what? The, the sad reality is, though, Rob, the U.S. can do these sanctions, and they do them more and more. Mm-hmm. And it's like you, you do something too much, and it, it continually loses its its effect and impact. Right. Um, we did the sanctions against Russia. Remember, what are we, two years into this Ukraine conflict? or Close. Yeah, yeah. it's getting close to that, whatever it is. Yep. And Spring will be. All indications are it still is not going – it's not going well for either side, but Ukraine is – is is slowly getting getting walloped here. I mean, Russia has lost a ton of troops as well, though. This has not been the cakewalk they thought. No. Um, but if I had to predict, I would say Russia is going to come out in that eastern side, that the Donbass region is probably going to be under the Russian control in the end, and all these hundreds of thousands of people will be dead. But anyway, what happened in the beginning with Russia, sanctions, people's money got swept from accounts. It had no impact because they have other revenue streams. Right. It, it didn't do anything yeah. at all. So it when, actually hurts. It might actually hurt us because some other nations, and we're trying to sell a bunch of treasury bills right now. Yep. They might say, well, I don't want to be next. Yeah. I, you got to use you these tools. To and, I, and I don't mind using them against Hamas. You should. But obviously, it's going to have no impact on the country. It's like, it's like saying, um, you know, to a mobster, you know, I'm not going to give you a driver's license. Don't drive or whatever, you know, or criminal, yeah. you know. Uh, you're not allowed to buy a gun. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mr. Criminal, you're not yeah. allowed to have a firearm. So. Yeah. Okay. So what? Who cares? Yeah. On the other hand. Israel today announced that um, they're also not pleased with Hamas and apparently believe there's a bunch of them hiding in the tunnels they had dug all throughout Gaza. And so they've got a different plan. Rather than um, impact them financially, they're taking huge pumps and pumping seawater into all the tunnels. They still, I thought they started like a week ago. Is that, yeah. Yeah. So they're still doing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay. Um, we're not going to send our people into these tunnels and, and, you know, they're booby trapped or rigged or, yeah. you know, it's all set up, but we'll just flood them out. Yeah. I, so it's kind of like you, what you do with, you know, prairie dogs or moles yeah, or probably, whatever. It's probably a strategy that yeah. sounds pretty effective. I mean, assuming they didn't all get out because mm-hmm. there's usually plenty, plenty of notification on this stuff. Put a, put a big jet engine, you know, facing down <laughs> yeah. in there and just <laughs> fill it full of, of heat and carbon monoxide. Go to New York <laughs> city and get all the rats from the subway. There you go. <laughs> That'll somehow blow back. That'll wind up in in, in Israel. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's, so yeah, I think crazy. the Israelis have a lot better understanding of what will and will not impact the leaders of Hamas. Yeah, getting drowned by seawater versus a sanctions. I mean, nothing. Sanction. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. I, I I know that Hunter was there in D.C. and they were calling for him to to get deposed or something. And Today he, he was scheduled. Uh, he had been um, subpoenaed. Uh, subpoena, I think, is the right, yeah, right term con- to, for Congress to appear in front of Congress. In a closed door session, yeah, um, to continue their investigation as to exactly what was or was not going on, and you know, despite his claims, I mean, of course, he's going to claim he didn't do anything wrong. Uh, uh-huh. It's the obligation of Congress to conduct this investigation. There certainly seems to be enough evidence that's circumstantial and strongly, you know, supporting something might have been going on. So instead of going and testifying, instead showed up and said, I am such a great guy now that I'm in recovery that I'm refusing to do a closed door session. I will only do an open door session. Hmm. Now, they, of course, had already told him, sure, after the closed door session, we'll do a public hearing also. 
Um, and they also promised that they would release the entire transcript of the closed door session. Mm. But the fact that he has denied or has refused to show up, it means he will probably now be held in contempt of Congress. And that means what for these people? Well, it, it's not meant power. a lot in the past. Yeah. A number of people throughout the Trump administration were held in contempt of Congress. Um, one of the more famous people during the Obama administration was Attorney General Eric Holder, mm. who was held in contempt of Congress for refusing to testify and provide information about Fast and Furious. Nothing happened to him. No, I don't remember no, seeing a perp, no. perp walk or anything like no, that. No. Yeah. No. So contempt of Congress is just another one of these political maneuvers. maneuvers of, we're doing something. You know, yeah, but you, you let's say you got summoned, um, subpoenaed to go to Congress and said, I'm not showing up. I bet you'd be in jail pretty quick. Um, yeah, I'd- you see, that's just, it's just this double standard that exists. The president's son, and what was this the one on the um, the tax stuff, or is this a, a wholly separate one? Because there was new charges recently on the tax stuff on Hunter Biden. In, because in California, they recently okay. sealed an indictment yeah. from a grand jury, um, charging him with willfully, um, refusing to pay taxes for i think four years yeah 1.4 million dollars in income tax so and he wrote off too many hookers well i know mean, seriously it was like hundreds of thousands of dollars in entertainment adult entertainment and yeah. it's like you generally i would think the irs frowns upon writing off hookers and blow <laughs> i'm just saying i i've not reviewed the code <laughs> recently we don't give tax advice no. on the program here but uh, we would suggest if that's what you're spending yeah. your money on you not include that in your tax uh, return seek your tax advisor before writing that one down <laughs> for sure <laughs> we should get somebody on the tax side on okay so hunter basically put up the middle finger and said yeah that. nope i'm not you know showed up in front of Cong- in front on the steps of congress <laughs> but said no i'm not going to go inside because uh, apparently he deserves special treatment yeah. That, that's what he's saying. So life. Uh, I'm, I am not a standard citizen of this country who has to comply with the laws and the rules and, and you know, the, the standard citizens have to. I'm special. Daddy's been in power for 50 years, so. He's been special all his yeah, life. Yeah, he's been special his whole life, so I guess so. Here's another one from the White House. They're open to new, this is CBS, they're, his headline, they're open to new border expulsion law. Mandatory detention and increased deportations in talks with Congress. This all stems from the borders that are just being run over, mm-hmm. the massive people that are running through our country unchecked, right? Unmitigated, unchecked immigration, illegal immigration. And I think that the White House is absolutely full of it on this one. Well, I'm going to disagree with what, what's causing this. You're saying it's the people coming across the border, and I disagree. Okay. I think they're fine with that. I don't think that bothers them at all. Oh, no, I agree. I agree what, with that. What's actually causing it is the mayors of New York City and of Chicago, um, who have recently been at the White House begging for money because they're finally feeling the pain I that see what everywhere yeah. else in this country has been suffering. All these southern border states have been suffering. Yep. Um, they're putting the political pressure on the White House to do something. Um, Representative Dingell from uh, Michigan yesterday came out and said, you know, Michigan was a blue state and we're in deep trouble. And if we don't win Michigan this time, I won't be surprised because the administration's got to do something about the border. They've got to do something about some of these major problems. So that, I think, is why the pressure. Okay, no, you make a very, very valid point there, Rob, because 
We've seen it even here in Arizona. All of a sudden, Hobbs sends a nasty gram <laughs> yeah. to where did she, Biden. Where did she come up with yeah, that? Yeah, where'd that, that come just from? blew me away. And when I see that, I, I actually applauded her. I said, yeah. welcome, to the, welcome to the club here. We've been talking about this for a little while. Yeah. Um, thank you for finally yeah, recognizing you for, a little bit of reality. Now, uh, the skeptic in me says it's an election year, Absolutely. and you're probably full of it. And then Ruben Gallego is all of a sudden serious about this stuff as well, as well as crime. God. And that guy's never been serious about any of this stuff for all the years he's been in office. Her either. I talked with Bob Thorpe yesterday, who served with her when she's in the legislature. She's yeah. as far left as they come. They, they, they both have justified all yeah. that over and over and over and over again. But I think the American people are, you know, those on the right and a lot of in the middle have been very frustrated by this and they've seen it grow, the illegal immigration. But now you're starting to see, because it is impacting their communities, like you said, the blue mm-hmm. communities like New York and others. And so now finally it's getting a little more uh, in vogue in fashion to say, uh, maybe we got to do something down at the border. I still think the White House, even if the Republicans actually agreed to play ball with them, watch out because they're full of it. And once it gets through, they probably won't do any kind of enforcement or what was the word? The mandatory detention and deportations. Yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. And, and what difference does any of that make unless we secure the border in the first place? Yeah. yeah. Which has been the argument all along. Until we have a secure border, nothing else matters. It's, not gonna make it's a as difference. simple as that. Now, the big kick on this one, Rob, is that the deal is Biden wants a hundred billion dollar here of roughly one hundred billion dollar package that includes military aid to Israel, Taiwan, and Ukraine. And you bet your life most of that's going to Ukraine. So they want to trade money for oh, wink, wink. We'll also secure the border and start doing deportations. I hope that these Republicans don't do it no. because I I don't believe the guy at all. Tell him fine, you secure the border first. I still don't want a hundred billion going over. We don't have the money. We don't have the money. No, but at least if they're going to do it, it say, has to be conditionally based on yes, successfully successful. But they can't because Ukraine's slipping. Yep. They, they, uh, what's his name? Zelensky's over here, or yep. was. He's well, 101st member of the Senate. <laughs> $200 million he walked away with. Yeah, he got some money. He got some, uh, some, some walking around money. Well, not $200 million. This time it was $200 million worth of our military's um, warehoused you know, um, and staged equipment. So, so stuff that we would normally count on yeah. if, you know, the worst things kind of happen. We're gradually drawing all that down. Um, and the amount of time it's going to take to restore our stockpiles to pre-Ukraine conditions is not short. It's not a year or two. It's, it's sometimes five, six years. I've heard that we've got a, is it 50 millimeter? What's the, what's the, the shells that we use, like the battlefield? Um, the 155 art- millimeter artillery. The, okay. Yeah. And he, Rob knows this stuff better than I do, obviously. <laughs> From what I've heard, that's the mainstay of ground operations. Yeah, still. That, that, that's the big stick. That's the that, big. That's the that's, one that, I've yeah. heard that we have a problem with that stockpile. Yeah, and that we need. That's like something that's that's rolling in when you go into ground operations. Yeah, oh, sure. Okay, that's so, how you soften those targets so yeah. your ground troops can actually go in and do the the hard stuff. It wise up, America. I mean, we got we got the worst of the worst, so called, leading us, and um, it, it's really pathetic. And and our most advanced version of that is the HIMARS system, that that long range artillery system that we use based on you know, rocket propelled stuff. Okay, um, and we're sending a lot of that over there. Yeah, and, and those are both expensive and more difficult to replace than just artillery I'm sure. shells. I'm sure. I mean, I, I go to the store and have trouble getting you know basic stuff. Yeah. There's people in cities that can't get toothpaste. That's mainly mainly because of theft. But I mean, <laughs> I, ha- I, have a, I have trouble believing we can replace things quickly. Like when we had to gear up for World War II, 
right now versus then you know i mean it's just and and so many of our materials are coming from all over the world in in oftentimes places that are not friendly to to america how much stuff we get over china those supplies unbelievable all right uh hey speaking of things that come from all over the world your smartphone is probably one of them Mm -hmm. there's already a lot of smartphones here in america and they're used and what just wireless does is they take them in they go through them and they refurbish them and then they resell them good for the, your wallet good for the environment as well because you don't have to dig up all the resources for all right. that stuff so if you're if you're in a pinch and you need you want to save a little even if you're not i was gonna say even if you're even not, if you're not it, it makes sense it to makes do sense that. Yeah. i i have almost rung this phone to the to the ground here i mean it's some like People joke about it. They'd say, is that like an iPhone one? You know, so it's getting close for me um, to go over to just wireless right there on Milton Avenue and West Flagstaff, get a new, new to me smartphone, refurbished smartphone. Uh, and also if you need repair work, crack screens, battery, uh, charging port, just wireless will take care of you. All right. More with Rob Wilson. Hang tight. Back in a minute. listening to the podcast please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there if you're not listening to the podcast subscribe look up the jeff orbit show also on video rumble follow us there and on youtube subscribe we appreciate everyone who's done that this is the Jeff Orovitz Show. Hey, if you're conservative and maybe you want your investments to reflect those same principles, uh, Glenn Lease of WT Wealth Management wants to talk with you about how to match your portfolio with your values. Of course, I don't give any financial advice. Seek out a financial planner and advisor. Uh, but Glenn wants to talk to you about you know these, these woke companies that put um, their crazy policies, their DEI stuff ahead of shareholder profits. Uh, Disney's a perfect example how much money they lost this past year. Uh, if you want a year-end review, you want to put the power back into your hands, why don't you call Glenn Least at WT Wealth Management at 928-225-2474. That's Glenn Least at WT Wealth Management at 928 228-225-2474. 928-225-2474. Rob Wilson here with me from Timberline Firearms and Training. You got a quick story, you said? Yeah, I do. Um, Just noticed Michelle Wu. She's the mayor of Boston. Okay. First Asian American. uh, There's the first everything. Congratulations. Michelle Wu is the first Asian American mayor of of Boston. And she has recently come under fire because she's having a holiday party. Uh Now, why would that be bad? Well, because her... Invitations read, Honorable Members, on behalf of Michelle Mayor Wu, I cordially invite you and a guest to the Electeds of Color Holiday Party. Okay. Therefore, if you are not a person of color or identify, I guess, as one, apparently you're too woke. or not woke enough. Yeah, okay. You, you, you would be not woke enough to go to this party because yeah. it's only electeds of color that can come to the mayor's Christmas party. How inclusive. Isn't that? I love how inclusive it's, these people it's are. It's classic inclusivity of the, the Democratic left. When does America wake up to this stuff? Um, would the Harvard president be there without diversity, equity, inclusion nonsense? Ruining right. that school, that longstanding institution, which has been ruined for a long time. 
Gotta love it. They're inclusive as long as you agree with them 100% of the time. All right, second hour coming up with Rob Wilson. Don't go anywhere. Back in just a few minutes. This portion of the show is brought to you by Namarco's Pizza. Order online at namarcospizza.com. This is the Jeff Orvid Show. All right, welcome everyone. Hour two of the show. Jeff Orvid here with Rob Wilson, who is with Timberline Firearms and Training and all kinds of other stuff you do. I seem to, yeah. Let's give you all kinds of titles. <laughs> I rolled out the red carpet for you, literally. Tr- troublemaker here. Troublemaker. You didn't even comment on my new chairs. I thought you'd be like, oh, it's more comfortable in here. You know? They are. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm rolling around over here. Rolling around. I'm one of those people that moves when they talk. Anyway. Yeah, I like to like, be. So. Yeah. Um, let's hit on some local things. Uh, there's a few things going on in Sedona, uh, Yavapai County, some other issues, some people jumping in the District 3 race down there. Familiar name, I think you'll recognize. I still got to get to this congressman who... Uh, he, he sold out his stock right before the Boeing decision came out regarding um, the, um, no big, ins- the big jet. Which the, one was that? The, the Supermax. 737 Max. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, I'll, I'll talk about that in a few minutes as well. Comments, love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. That's talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Hey, if I was selling a home right now in the Flagstaff area, I'd call Kelly Broadus with the Broadus Properties Group, brokered by EXP. I can't wait till you get to hear her year-end um, segment with me next week because you know Rob next week I'm I'm actually the, taking off the year in review but I have been having all you guys stay an extra hour after we do the the regular show mm-hmm. to do the year end looking back looking ahead you're doing one today that'll air next week as well Kelly's going to do one looking at the real estate market and still crazy market out there that's why you need someone like Kelly who knows this she's been doing it for such a long time she's got a solid team around her uh, she's helped so many people sell their home for top dollar usually and she's always telling me oh we got a cash offer on this home for this much and it took six days and things like that she she puts mm-hmm. a lot into it. So call Kelly. You think about selling and buying. Don't forget about the buying side as well. Kelly can help you out there. 888-446-5602. 888-446-5602. Or go to northernarizonafinehomes.com. And I was spoiled a little bit. Kelly and I will actually have a discussion on some advice for those first-time buyers. Like, if we were to go back in time, what Boy. we would do now, yeah, knowing what we know. Boy. Whew. Yeah. And, and would you sell anything? <laughs> Right? You yeah. try to keep it as, as long as you can. Um, okay. Uh, let's, let's stick with kind of the real estate theme, Rob. Mm-hmm. So the city of Sedona has had a heck of a time getting a f- more affordable housing. I mean, worse than, worse than Flagstaff. Uh, sure. Sedona is, I don't know, the median price was upward, upwards of a million dollars. I wouldn't be surprised uh, at all. Not yeah. too long ago. They have a ton of vacation rentals down there. So people have taken the home that maybe was somebody was in living in renting, whatever. And they've turned them into vacation homes. So they, they started this thing where they offering incentives. Like if you turn it back to a long-term rental, they would kick in some money every month. Yeah. Right. I don't know if that's working. Of course not. It's not working. These not, government it's programs. not enough to make any, any real difference. Now they got a new one. Sedona city council approved. It's an article from AZ family, 2.25 million bucks alone to build affordable housing. 
a two and a half million dollar loan. To, to two and a quarter. Two and a quarter. Okay. Yeah. To to a general contractor or to who? Um, yeah, somebody, a housing department asked the city council for that loan. Um, this is somebody who is, I think, doing it, a private sector. So the project will be fully funded now if the city can provide the loan uh, to get it moving. Uh, during the meeting, it, it approved it. It's currently an empty lot. They're going to turn it into a three-story apartment complex with 30 units, all affordable housing below 60% of the area median income. Uh, this is all from that article. Uh, they're going to have to stay affordable for the whole time, and they have a land lease on the on the ground on the dirt for sure. 75 years. So what I'm, what I'm reading into this one is, and maybe I'll try to get someone in the new year uh, from Sedona, from the council there. I don't know if we've ever had anyone from there. Um, it, it's, it sounds like they did a ground lease on the land because right. that's where, that's where most, year lease yeah, that's yeah. where the most of value is. Right. Yep. So, and we've seen this in Flagstaff too, where they come sure. in and they say, okay, Habitat does that. Yeah. You, you pay. And it's like, okay, it's, it's, it's fine. I guess if you can get a like Habitat's a private organization, mm-hmm. nonprofit, right? So, okay, if they yep. can figure out how to make this happen, I don't like the government involved in housing. It never turns out it well. It never turns out good. It doesn't. I mean, look, look at look at what we did in the 60s to, <laughs> to address uh, affordable housing. We built these huge high-rise um, housing blocks in, in the major cities. Yeah. Uh, so there, there were, you know, 10 or 12 30-story buildings all surrounding each other, you know, with tens of thousands of low or no income people living in them. And what did they turn into places that no one could live safely yeah. that, that were, were, you know, the most dangerous places in the entire city to be. And what have we done since we've torn them all down Yeah, because yeah. that clearly didn't work. It did not and, work. And, and so now the city of Sedona, now I don't know how they're going to take two and a quarter million dollars and build 30 apartments that, that number, there's something yeah, the story. Because yeah, there probably is. Maybe there's more. Um, maybe they've already have additional funds into it. I, I don't yeah. know all the details. But regardless, I don't like the city loaning money for these private public private partnerships or whatever they are. Um, I, they shouldn't be in housing. No, period. Uh, no, not at all. Yeah. Um, so looked it up. Median home value right now in, in Sedona, nine hundred and three thousand okay. dollars down two percent from last year. I was going to say it came down a little bit. Mm hmm. Um, yeah, but what impact is it going to have? They say 30 units, but uh, and, and they're going to be below. So they're going to rent them at below the, the market rate. Um, so, yeah. so if the market rate is 1500 for a one-bedroom, are they going to rent them out for 1000 Yeah. And, and if you're making minimum wage in the state of Arizona, can you rent a $1,000 apartment by yourself? No. No, it's, 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 really, it's really challenging. Yeah, $2.25 million. We'll look into it more, um, but I still don't like. Yeah, they're going for like 1800 the, the average worker makes 1100 to $1,800 a month they're talking about. You know, that's that's the challenge they're having down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the problem is finding housing. I, I don't know. I know a lot of people that go, honestly, from surrounding areas in Verde Valley. And, that yeah. road from Cottonwood gets quite busy yep. heading up. I think they had lane, they had lane restrictions there, too. It's probably a nightmare. Um, you know, people living in Cornville, people living in Cottonwood, you name it, and they're driving up, they're working in these areas. I've seen that happen more in Flagstaff. I know people from Verde Valley who drive the Flagstaff well, for and, work. And, and that's not unique to us in, you know, the the more rural areas, the not, not you know, highly developed areas. I, I work with um, the Navy still. Mm-hmm. Um, a number of my customers that work in the Washington, D.C. area commute between an hour and a half and two hours each way each day because they can't afford to live anywhere close to Washington, yeah. D.C. Oh, yeah, that place is yeah. insanely really expensive. expensive. Yeah. And, and who would want to anyway? Um, so 
it, it's not a unique problem to us, and it's not a problem that we're going to solve. If they haven't been able to solve it in Washington, D.C., what makes us think we're going to solve it out here? Well, they didn't and, solve it in the 1960s in New York. Right. And not even in Manhattan a lot of times. A lot of times those were in the Bronx and sure. other places, and it's like it still didn't work. Not in my backyard. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> they built, like you said, these high-rises that turned mm-hmm. into really crime-ridden, uh, lots of drugs, and they demoed them. And there's probably, it's probably like Yuppieville out there now. They probably have expensive mm-hmm. housing. Uh, like Hell's Kitchen, which is in Manhattan, mm-hmm. that used to be a very, very um, impoverished Yep. area. It's become a little more upscale in Yuppieville. It's the cool place to be now. It's like the cool, it, it is, and that's yeah. right where um, the Brooklyn Bridge comes up, and you walk in, and you, you walk off there, and mm-hmm. you know, like 20 years ago, I walked through there, and it's still a little sketchy, but it's definitely now it's changed dramatically. Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe they'll convert these places down the road. I wish there was a solution. I wish everybody could live everywhere. Well, there, there is solutions that none yeah, of them want to, well, they want to do it. They want re- to buy relax books. the zoning, change the, the rules and the regulations yeah. on buildings so that you can build more affordably, mm-hmm. um, quit interfering with general contractors. You know, Jeff Kenor, when he was running to be on city council, one of the things he had said is, you know, the city of Flagstaff right now requires when you build a, one, a single family home that it has to have a garage. Mm-hmm. Why? 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 Yeah, you would have thought that by now our council, as being as woke as they are, would have said, "Wait a minute, we should ban garages on all homes yeah. because we don't want people driving cars. <laughs> Make it miserable for and, you." And you know, if you <laughs> if you eliminated the cost of the garage from the, the from the cost of a house, you just made it more affordable. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and we're not going to have cars anyway, right? And, and you make it optional. You can mm-hmm. build a house with a garage or without a garage. It's up to you. They actually, require the garage, huh? Yeah. I don't know. Okay. If you're going to, I don't think you should require anything. No. Um, but if you're going to require something, say, okay, got to put a carport. Because then at least you yeah. might be able to, w- what could happen, but the city doesn't like this, is you convert that carport In to general. another room, yeah. which many people did throughout Flagstaff. Well, a lot of garages got converted. To a lot of garages room. got, and they made into additional, uh, maybe dwelling unit or an additional bedroom. Yeah. And that actually, that doesn't hurt. That helps. But they little control freaks. They got to go in there and make sure everything is get the check. Here's the other things the- you have to pay for in Flagstaff today. You've got to pay for the house to be um, sustainable in the future. So there has to be conduits installed so that you could put solar on the roof. Yeah. There has to be the capacity Cha-ching. to put car, um, car charging in the garage. Mm-hmm. More so money. You've got to upgrade the electrical panels to support that. You've got to... Um, put space in for a solar hot water tank. Um, all those things have to be part of the plans for houses being built in Flagstaff today. You may not, now, that might be great in, you know, the, the middle and upper end homes to have those kinds of features built in because they would have a relatively small impact on the overall cost of the house. Yep. But doing that to starter homes, come on. Ridiculous. It, it, it's, it's ridiculous. It's just insane. So, and you mentioned Flagstaff, but I, and we're talking about Sedona too, right. but I would say that they all adopt the same codes. Sometimes they're a few years back, they're, you, the international building codes right. or whatever, right? And they'll adopt them and sometimes let them go for three, six years, and then all, they will catch up. So here's my advice to all you out there. Go to your council meeting, go, right? Tell them, don't adopt these new codes. You know, you, people aren't going to electrocute themselves. Hot water heater's been around a long time. I've said this many times. It costs us about $1,500 to replace a hot water heater in a rental unit now. Mm-hmm. It was just a few years ago. It was 500 bucks. Yeah. That's all government regulation there. Mm-hmm. Do you, did you see homes blowing up hot water heaters five, 10 years ago? Nope. No. It's not like the 1910 you know, where you saw them jetting off in the sky because yeah, they didn't say, have a relief line. If they do blow up, you know. 
It, yeah. it, it is a dramatic is, event. I don't know. Homes aren't blowing up all but the they, time. It doesn't happen. They might blow up because part of the thing that makes homes cost a lot more is they seal them up so tight now. You have to, you have to do what's called a blower door test. Yep. They seal it up so tight it has to hold air. Like a, like a hot air balloon. So it's like, I like a little ventilation once in a while. You know, get gas. So you get a small maybe. natural gas yeah. leak and all of a sudden. But of course, we're not going to use natural gas soon because, well, you know, the COP28 people just met and said, we're going to be, we're going to be, off we're going to be weaning fossil off fossil fuel. fuel soon and we're all going to die because of it. Because of what these people are doing. Did you hear Cromer School had an emergency evacuation earlier today? No, I didn't hear that. Yeah. Yeah. Toxic gas. Oh, really? From the septic system. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you that was the kids are talking on that one, right? What'd you guys what'd do you out there? Dinner last night, yeah, yeah, what'd you guys do out there? Oh my god! Whew. Anyway, so they're all standing outside, probably having That's a good child and me. Yeah, up these silly a stories. Good Sorry. Time. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's better than some of the alternatives where we see them evacuating schools or locking them down. Absolutely, so we'll take we'll take that uh, any day. Anyway, so yeah, next time you talk with your. One of your uh, members of the council or county board or whatever, wherever you're at. Yeah, the board of supervisors. The board of supervisors, yeah. And they're sitting there whining and whining about how expensive housing is. Ask them, what have you done to relieve some of the regulatory burdens on housing uh, before you start whining and handing out money to address affordable housing, which you're never going to address with 30 units? Well, and, What have and you the, done? The other thing is, is they're inherently lazy when it comes time to upgrading these codes. So- the, the codes are written by an organization that provides these as kind of a general format for all kinds of different municipalities yeah. and, and, you know, across the country. Good idea, but it doesn't say, oh, and you can't change this code. You have to adopt it in whole. Mm-hmm. You could take bits and pieces and say, okay, we're going to adopt all of the 2022 electrical code with the exception of these two or three things that unnecessarily add ex- additional costs to the house. Yeah, yeah. Um, They could do that very easily. But they don't. They just adopt it in whole. Lazy. And they're yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. They're not. They don't want to learn enough about what it is they're doing, as a result of that. And so they're lazy, and they adopt the entire thing in whole. Everything applies. The building inspectors come out and and nail your general contractor because he didn't know. Um, you know, the new code required this new super whammadine energy saving. Yeah. Waste of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talk. Tell them what have you done to to kind of wheel some of this back. That's where we need to go. Mm-hmm. Homes are safe. And, and you homes know how much, are safe you know how now. You don't need to add us? more regulation. Yeah. You know how much it costs us to, to roll back some of that regulation? Nothing. You know what it costs to do the new regulation? Man, the staff time they spend. They buy the new codes. I think the, they, they kick in money for the International Energy Code people. There's Oh, yeah. That, you know, the, all the, of that the, code, the code book itself yeah. is not free. You have to yeah. pay for it. It's like $150. For <laughs> yeah. You have to pay for that. You're paying for... I can't tell you how many council meetings and all the discussion. It's just like, just say, we're not changing anything for the next 10 years. We're good. Yeah. We're good. The houses are all standing up. They're not collapsing. I always get a kick out of it anyway, because everybody's like, oh, the downtown historic areas. Yeah. I'd love to see the building code back then. And it's still, these buildings managed to stand and we put them on a pedestal. I, I was going to say, <laughs> go into the basement of any of the buildings yeah. in downtown and look at what the construction techniques were back then. Well, and you will be amazed. Look at some of the craftsmanship too, but sometimes just the, the material. You can, I don't even know if you could get some of the materials anymore, the thickness of the beams. Uh, oh, no, the, no, no, no. You, you know, or find people to work on some of this stuff. You know, when I was in Santa Barbara, we went to the um, courthouse there. Famous courthouse. You walk through, it's a huge, like, mission-style thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at the work, and I was like, I don't even think you could find people to do this stuff Not anymore. That kind, the no. tile work, the, you know, all this stuff. So, amazing. All right. Hey, way to save money if you are in that home and um, 
costs have been ratcheting up is to call Eric Boatner, all state agency. Eric and Lisa Boatner have been doing a great job for Angela and I. Uh, actually, we just got a statement from our mortgage company in which we were notified we're getting $500 back because we paid too much into our insurance escrow impound account last year. Winner. Yeah. So they actually lowered our payment for next year because the insurance, we, we, we shopped the policy and Eric set us up a new policy at all state agency and it was less and everybody's getting hit with higher insurance costs yeah. right now. So it was less. So we're actually saving a little bit of money. So, Hey, might be worth a call to review your insurance policies. 928-774-8722. Hey, if you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe, look up the Jeff Orbit show also on video rumble, follow us there and on YouTube subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. You're listening to The Jeff Orbit Show. Call Diamond Auto Glass first before making an auto glass claim. Here's why most insurance companies, they use a nationwide shop to answer their calls, and they try to route you to their shop, of course, which may very well delay the time it takes to replace your glass. Uh, and if you get a rock chip in your windshield, stop by Diamond Auto Glass as soon as possible. Repairing that chip can stop it from spreading to the rest of your windshield, costly windshield replacement at that point. Here's the number for Diamond Auto Glass, 928-779-4140, 928-779-4140. 4140 or go to the difference is clear.com. All right, Rob, welcome back. Rob Wilson's here with me, Timberline Firearms and Training. Um, I did go out there today and looked at your safes. Yep. You have a lineup there, and I took, like, pictures of a bunch of them, and I'm still thinking. Liberty saves? Yep. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's just a hard decision, because you say go bigger, go bigger. And I'm like, oh, I got to I gotta roll it down some hills to get it where I got it. <laughs> so, I'm like, how am I doing this, you know? And that, that's kind of the challenge. But I've heard that people that get these safes are always like, wish I'd gone bigger. I've never had somebody come back and say, I wish I bought a smaller wish safe. <laughs> But they, Everybody you know, they get like, home recognizes, you know, gosh, it's great to keep our firearms in. It's a good, responsible thing to do. And there's some other valuables that, you know, we put in there on a general, you know, regular basis. Yeah. But then they think, well, wait a minute, we're going on vacation for a couple of weeks. Maybe we should put uh, all these other things in there. Just, just packing it in. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, nobody's ever said they want a smaller one. Yeah. But then is it like you get a, you know, a storage unit or a bigger house and you just feel like you got to fill it up with stuff. <laughs> You're just spending more money on, on more stuff. Well, you don't buy things just to put in the safe, but... If you've it's got, not like decorated. If you've got okay. valuables, you know, if you're into precious <laughs> metals, if you're yeah. those kinds of things, you, you need some place to keep those safe and secure. Have you followed much what Biden did with this latest round of gun control? Or wasn't there some talk about they're making it hard to do tra- personal transactions? The What's ATF. going on there? Okay. Yeah, this, this is that's Biden, though. I say that's Biden. Ultimately, it was. Okay. It was the, the Safer Communities Act or whatever they passed last year um, that, that really didn't do anything. And it gave direction to the ATF. To clarify the rules with mm-hmm. respect to who does and does not require a federal firearms license. Okay, what's developing? Yeah, you... so what's happened is... And is, you have an FFL. Just I, I, yes, I, I am a licensed federal firearms licensee okay. holder. I have a Class 7 license so that I can sell and buy and manufacture firearms if I wanted to. Oh, wow. That'd be interesting. Do you do that? Um I have a license that allows me to do that. <laughs> we won't talk about that. <laughs> and um, 
So the, as a result, I can buy, sell, manufacture firearms. Now, Jeff, if you were a firearms, you know, guru and you had, you know, dozens of firearms and, and you like to just buy them, sell them as part of your collection mm-hmm. and, and do whatever, right now you can do that. And there's no paperwork required, no anything. You could sell it to somebody else out on the street with no regulation, no federal involvement whatsoever. Okay. On the other hand, if you're doing that for profit, if you're if you're an engaged in the business of selling firearms, mm-hmm. you're required by law to have a federal firearms license. Now, currently, okay. What hasn't been well defined is what is engaged in the business <laughs> of. Yeah. And so the ATF is proposing some new language that talks about, um, you know, if you're doing more than one in a certain period of time, if you're it. it it's it's one of those things where there really is no good definition, and, and it's never going to be right or or legal or you know defensible or, or otherwise. It's okay. it's and it it's pretty much a non problem, you know. It's not non federal firearms license owner or uh, firearms owners that are selling tons of guns on the street to crooks. It's crooks selling guns to crooks. Yeah. Know? They're not going to report anything or no. abide by it regardless. No. The, yeah, number, the yeah. number one source of black market <laughs> firearms is firearms stolen from homes and cars. Yeah. Um, and the people that are stealing those are not going to go, now go get a federal firearms license so they yeah. can sell they're it sell to their buddy down on the street corner. Yeah. It's like, you know, they're not advertising, you know, we sell arms to hitmen. No. <laughs> no. Just, really? So it's yet again an, another, you know, ratchet in this constantly tightening strap around the firearms community that is trying to choke it out. Um it, it it's not gonna have any positive effects whatsoever. There's it's it's another one of those laws where you said, okay, tell you what, let's pass this law and we're gonna give it five years and we're gonna have certain metrics that if those metrics don't change as a result of this law, we're just going to make it go away. See if it works. Yeah. They did that back in 1994 with the original assault weapons ban that Joe Biden is so prom- so proud of having you know, helped support. And after 10 years, they proved it didn't make any difference whatsoever. So it sunset, it went away, and it's never been reintroduced because we proved it didn't work. Yeah. It didn't have any impact on the number of deaths happening as a result of those firearms. And honestly, if they wanted, if if their outcome in their mind was we want to see less like AR-15 style firearms, mm-hmm. you know, in private hands, it probably had the exact opposite effect. Once that law went away, everybody rushed to legally buy you know uh, those types of firearms, and now there's how many? How many are out there? There's uh, there's yeah. more than ever before, right? Somewhere between twenty and forty million AR-15s. Yeah, so it's like in, because people get this when the government does something, and you're like, oh, man, I better go out there now before they screw this up again. And well, and that know, happened in uh, that case. That that, yeah. that law went into effect like you know six months after <laughs> it was signed. So that six months, everybody and their uncle went out and bought an AR-15. Yeah, yeah. And then as soon as the ban the ban expired, you're right again. Every Everybody that hadn't had a chance to do that did just to make sure they were they would be able to. Yeah. Now I don't put it past them to try to make those illegal once again, but you know, and then all of a sudden it's like the bump stock thing, which yeah. eventually got thrown out in court, by yep. the way, where and, oh, you're supposed to turn them in, but in the meantime they make twenty, thirty million people probably 
you know, the, the criminals out there if you don't follow it and, ter- and turn it in. So a lot of discretion that the ATF would have. I believe it's still in the public comment period, it, which it is, means yeah. nothing. They don't listen to you no. anyway. So, um, and then probably an eventual lawsuit. I would They've imagine. received, I think, in, in the vicinity of 300,000 public comments oh, to date. Okay, good. Um, and <laughs> apparently the vast majority of them are in, in opposition to it. But, you know, I know from personal experience with our city council, having hundreds of emails, you know, Opposing something means absolutely nothing to them. They just ignore that, move on with what they think is right, and ignore <laughs> yep, those people all the time. that elected them to represent them. Your elected representatives at work. All right, if you uh, need to refinance your home, if you're drowning in credit card debt and you own your home, you got a mortgage, maybe you've been in there the past few years, you probably have a pretty good equity gain. And I feel, I feel for you in that position when you're paying 32% on credit cards and things just got out of hand. Uh, call Kim Dawson. There may be an option for you where you can refinance that into one loan. Yeah, I know. Maybe you got a home loan uh, back in 2020 when the world went insane. And I think we went through um, an alternate universe wormhole <laughs> um, and interest rates yep. went to 2.75% or whatever. And you're like, I don't want to get an 8, 7, 8, 7% rate. Um, you know, I don't want to go higher, but if you're, if you're paying a bunch in credit cards, I mean, you got to look at those numbers and see if it all makes sense. Talk to your financial planner, of course, of course, talk, talk to Kim Dawson, see if she can help you out. Mention a Jeff Orvich show, get $250 off the lender's fee at closing. Plus Kim Dawson does, uh, just regular old refinances, new purchases, second homes, off-grid properties, all that kind of stuff. Kim Dawson at Nova Home Loans, 928-310-6458, 928-310-6458, or go online and, and get in touch with her there, novahomeloans.com slash Kim Dawson. Kim Dawson, MLS 697411, Nova Home Loans, MLS 3087, BK number 090242, equals an opportunity subject to credit approval. Terms and conditions may apply. You And also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, Subscribe. Look up the Jeff Orvich Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. You're listening to the Jeff Orvich Show. This is the Jeff Orbit Show. I've, I have no faith in the experts, Rob, anymore. What? No Come faith. On. Our government experts? No the, faith. The ones that tell us this is what your dietary needs are, and they, and they print all that stuff on the package they're supposed to read and adhere to. And the calorie menus on... Yeah, you yes. know, at the fast food places. You're ordering a triple-decker burger at some fast food joint. And, I don't think you care about the calorie count. <laughs> And, and and what they're telling you by putting that calorie count on there is saying you're not smart enough to recognize that triple decker cheese triple decker cheeseburger <laughs> with bacon is, is not going to be very good for you and add extra mayo and okay yeah. the, the funny thing is what people actually care about is not what that menu says or their warnings they care about the fact of all the inflation and that triple decker burger now costs almost as much as the calorie you know the numbers there's going to be a point yeah, here yeah. when the calorie number <laughs> is, is lower and the, and the cost per, it's actually yeah you know there are $25 burgers in Flagstaff today Woo. so it's you nice. know Go. you know 2500 those so you got We'll get there. The cost is now above the yeah. calories. Yeah, you, we're, we're getting there. Yeah. We're getting there. We're getting there. But what's the new one that's the, the, butter butter's not bad for you now. Oh, I thought you told me it was bad again. No, no, butter's good for you oh, now. Okay. It, now they said, oh, it's got, you know, the big, 
issue has been butter or margarine. And and the federal government back in the I guess sixties and seventies was really pushing margarine because it's it. vegetable based and it's gonna be better for you. So everybody went to margarine. Angela, you listening? And and they thought margarine was going to be, you know, the the save you from butter, you know, source thing here. Well, now more studies have come out, surprise. And they said, <laughs> you know, the the calorie difference is so small and the oils and things in the margarine, the vegetable oils that are in it, don't provide any of those omega-3 and omega-6 fats that your body actually has to have mm. to be healthy. And so what we should have been doing is using butter all along. Okay, good. Because I have been using butter all along. Mm-hmm. I actually, I hate margarine. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Um, Angela knows that. Tell us how you really feel, Well, Jeff. I actually like this, the pure stick butter. Right? Yeah. I like that. And Is Angela that will buy, butter she buys the tubs that they, they whip it a little bit so you can spread it. Yeah. Like, I don't mind the stick butter. You leave it out and then you can, yeah. it, it, nothing beats that, that flavor. I also, because we have a lot of cast iron pans. Yep. I take that stick butter and go all around Inside so it doesn't it's stick. Pre-snuff. And Angela's always looking at that and she's just like... You know, she uses like the olive oil or the spray and stuff, which is good, which is probably, but it, it, the eggs and everything always stick to that. Yeah. The butter, never. Yeah. If it's never. properly seasoned, a little bit of butter, it's yeah. perfect. So my take, and, 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 um, <laughs> just the disclaimer on the show just gets bigger and bigger. I don't give medical <laughs> advice, <laughs> but I can tell you that I said the hell with you to all these people that said, don't eat. Remember back in the day, don't eat eggs. Eggs yeah. are bad for you. And then eggs became good. Yep. Don't drink milk. Milk's bad for you. Milk's good. Milk's bad. I think it's bad again. I'm not sure. I can't keep track. Right. Yep. There was one that came out salt. recently. Oh, salt. Yeah. You need salt. Stop salt. Oh, wait, we no, need no, salt. we're doing salt. Now that um, we're drinking a gallon of water a day, you got to get some salt because otherwise your, your body chemistry gets good point. So far I mean, you're like hiking and you're dehydrated and you're all of a sudden you start down in a gallon yeah. of water. Not good. No, not good. You need that salt intake as well. I don't know how much, but something they tell me, right? About one large fries worth. Well, yeah, <laughs> some fries and, and, and douse that in butter too. Um, recently, I read something, a study was done on, on meat. Because they're all saying, you know, everyone's pushing the vegetarian thing. They're actually saying there's the, the benefits of, of, of eating the meat now. You're sitting across from a carnivore. There you go. I, a couple of months ago, started eating just meat. Oh, you did do that? Meat yeah. and eggs. Okay. All right. Well, to come over for breakfast sometime. Yeah. Get that steak and eggs going. <laughs> That's for, absolutely. I, I, I try to do things in moderation, but I've never steered clear of meat. I've never nope. steered clear of butter. Look, I am, um, I'm 48 years old now. Oh, right? my God. I know. I'm sorry. I shouldn't, I shouldn't say this stuff. I'm in fairly good health. Mm-hmm. Um, I am not as like, I'm not like Mark Howitt, who's doing like bike marathon things and stuff yeah. like that. And he's in his fifties or something like that. Sorry, Mark, if you're listening. Um, Rob, you're, you know, at least 49 and you're in fairly good health. And I just do in moderation. I never listen to these bozos because they're bozos. Well, staying active is, I, active. I think, is the, yeah, yeah, one of the yeah. more important things. I've dug lots of holes. That, that sedentary <laughs> life that so many folks seem to want to yeah. join out, yeah. Yeah. Look, looking at a device yeah. instead of enjoying, you know, this wonderful mother nature. Enjoying digging holes. That, digging you know, holes. I had, one of, my kids, things I had or, one of my kids say to me at one point, I was out um, trimming a bunch of trees mm-hmm. at the property in Camp Verde. Uh, you know, tree trimmers hand by hand with the, you know, um, the, the yeah. gas powered ones as well. Uh, I think I even have an electric one. 
uh, I'm a big fan of Ronald Reagan. He used to do that a lot. Yep. He was out there trimming the trees. And one of my kids, they were, you know, teenagers at the time and teenager at the time, you know who I'm talking about now. Yep. <laughs> she's like, she just didn't really want to do it. You could tell I, I was taking her out there and it's mm-hmm. like, and at one point I said, you know what? This is actually relaxing. I enjoyed it. She's like, you enjoy this. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you possibly I could spend an hour like or two. Oh yeah. Um, you know, just trimming these. Now in fairness, I had them dragging all the branches to the <laughs> debris pile. So <laughs> you were doing the fun part. Yeah, exactly. So, and, and not only is that therapeutic, it's also therapeutic for that next 45 minutes when you're all done sipping a cold beverage, looking at what you've accomplished. Yeah. The, yeah. the fact that you've accomplished something, you've, you've succeeded in doing something that day, as opposed to sitting in a computer all day. Mm-hmm. And you know, that computer looks exactly like it did when you sat down at the beginning of the day. Oh, exactly. Nothing has changed. It's worse. So more what emails. did you accomplish? Yeah. 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 So I'm sitting there. Yeah. I'm having that cold drink afterwards, enjoying it. My lips are a little chapped from, you know, being outside. So I take my butter stick I'm running around <laughs> the lips. All right. So I guess butter's back in until it's, until it's not Angela, I won't be, <laughs> Better stock put up more on that, 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 those bagels, right? <laughs> there you go. Which I don't know if those are good for you. Um, local one here, just to keep you informed as to what's going on. Uh, Nikki check. Uh, you may recognize that name. She was the former mayor of Jerome. Okay. Uh, and she did run for, I think she ran in the, one of the legislative races a couple of years back as well. Yeah. She's entered her hat in the ring for Yavapai County district three uh, against first term, Donna Michaels. Donna came on the show one time during the campaign. Um, unfortunately, I haven't heard from her since then, so mm. it would be interesting getting those those folks back. One more for Yavapai County. Uh, where to go? Where to go? Uh, Hobbs appointed someone. Yeah, Governor Hobbs. Here it is. Uh, this is from CBS Five out of Phoenix. Governor Hobbs announced on Tuesday a replacement for Yavapai County judge who resigned after being charged with that extreme DUI earlier this year. Remember that one? Yeah. She was out. So they put in um, state's top Democrat appointed. Oh, that's, that's Hobbs. I guess she's the top Democrat appointed. uh, What is that? Danilin D A N A L Y N Danilin Esther Savage. Hmm. Danilin Esther Savage is now the Yavapai County Superior Court. Um, She was the deputy County attorney for the past seven years. So, there you go. Deputy Stuff County Attorney to, to judge. M- moving on. Yeah. Good deal. Yeah, I guess. I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. California uh, Representative Mike Garcia, Republican. You ever heard of him? Have not. Okay, me neither. I will now. There's what, 435 of them? How would we know any of them, right? Yeah. Um, but he apparently sold, this is from DNUS, The News. Um, he apparently sold, you like that one? The News. The News. Sounds reliable. It's as, yeah. it's as reliable as anything out there yeah. at this point, right? I mean, just the news from the d- d- dudes <laughs> the dude on the Republican that uh, um, apparently sold fifty thousand dollars in shares of aerospace giant Boeing. You've What's wrong that with company. that company? Yeah, I don't care if people sell their shares and make money. Yeah. However, weeks before his committee, so congressional committee, released the damning. Well, he did it weeks before. So he sold the shares weeks before his committee released the results of its investigation into the deadly crashes involving the company's 737 MAX airliner. Remember that one? So he's sitting in on these kind of private special meetings mm-hmm. and, um, with all his congressional delegates or, or cronies. And mm-hmm. he sees this going south for Boeing and says, hmm, hmm, I know something not everybody else knows. That's time for me to get out of Boeing. Yeah. Yeah, it's time for me to sell these shares. Yeah. So he's sitting on his committee. And just as a, I did watch a documentary, I think it was on Netflix on the um, downfall of Boeing, it was called or something. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and it talks about these 730. So 737 has been around for a long time. Oh, it's like long, the main, it's the yeah. mainstay of travel out yeah. there, right? What they did is they redesigned the 737 and they put bigger engines on it, yep. right? Uh, but the engines had to be pushed back more on the wing. And what was happening is they're, they're so powerful, it was either doing a nose down or nose up. I can't remember what the situation was when mm-hmm. the engine kicked in. So they designed this c- complicated computer system that compensated the um, uh, rudder. Right. Right elevator. Word? Elevator. Mm-hmm. I can't. The mind's full, right? Yeah. The elevator. And it would force it up or down. I can't remember. Down. To, to Down. Okay. Yeah. To, to, to stabilize it. But the pilot, they didn't, they didn't tell the pilots. They, well, didn't, they didn't tell the pilots is what came out. It, it ultimately, what it was is if you paid for the premium pilot training. Oh, is that what they it got was? trained on? <laughs> is that, that what happened too? I didn't yes, see that one. Yes, that wasn't were, in that documentary. Okay, there were different levels of pilot training, uh, and if you paid for the premium pilot training, you got trained on this automatic system. Yeah. Um, otherwise, you were just told how to shut it off. Yeah, how to shut it off. But you had like ten seconds, according to this one documentary I watched, to, to correct this. But if you didn't know what the problem was, pilots are trying to checklist, checklist, checklist. Yeah. There was two overseas crashes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think one in Asia, one in Africa. Within about less than a year. Yeah, uh, all dead. Yeah. Hor- horrible crashes. Crashing in the ground at five hundred over the ocean, five hundred miles per hour, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and they didn't. They didn't know about the system because they wanted. They didn't want to have to go through the FFA approval process as well. So they kind of tagged it under an existing system. And, and of course they had to fess up and all that. So apparently this guy, you know, he's sitting there and, and he's this, seeing that happening. This information's about to come out to the general public and a court. These are allegations. These are allegations at this point, but the stock reports there, I mean, it's, yeah. he's so, so we'll we see know what happens. He sold yeah. it for sure. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, they, they, they sent that he, he, he dumped the stock. And then of course, Boeing took a dump after that. And I don't know, we used to call this stuff. Uh, insider trading. Insider trading. So when Rob and I, if we were to do that, and we knew something that uh, the general public does not know, it's insider training, trading, trading, yeah. And we 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 go to jail. Yes. Yes. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Congress. I guess they still don't. I thought they got rid of this thing where they didn't go to jail or they did go to jail if they did this. <sighs> but I just want to see some perp walks. You know? that be? Yeah, that would be good. That on be that nice? note. Uh oh. No, actually, it's not even on that note. I just want to remind everyone because yesterday I talked about, I think Angelo was on the show. Um, I heard some rumblings around that. I just don't like, you know, Republicans at all anymore. You know, that's, oh. not, the, that's not the case. No. I want to just clarify this one more time because there is a local meeting. I think a lot of, most of the local Republicans, they're busting butt out there trying to make change in their communities. The best they can. Yes. And I know a lot of great Republicans on the ground, your committee men and women yep. who do a great job. They want to change this country. They're not like rhinos, like Mitt Romney and all that. As you know, I left the Republican uh, and, party. Yeah. And their heart is in it to, to yeah. do what is right. Yeah. I've been in the Republican party forever. Uh, I did stuff at the state level. I mm-hmm. was, um, you know, I did chairman stuff, Coconino County precinct committee men, you know, yep. blah, blah, blah. I left the Republican party out of frustration because I can't be in a party with, you know, Mitt Romney anymore who says yeah. he's going to vote for Biden. But I, I, I don't want that ever to be construed as I don't, appreciate what y'all are doing on the ground on the local levels. Most and how important it is. And yeah. how important it is. So I'm happy to share your events no matter where you're at. Um, I'll do it for the Dems too. I mean, I think the Democrat party has you know, gone off the cliff uh, more so than the Republican party, mm-hmm. obviously, but Hey, you want to send me your event? That's fine. Yeah. You know, I, I don't care. Anyway, uh, Coconino flags, I'm sorry, flags have Republican women have a meeting tomorrow. Um, December 14th. At the VFW, 409 West Santa Fe in Flagstaff from 11 to 1. Uh, 10 bucks if you want lunch. Good deal. Mm-hmm. They've got um, Sheriff Mark Lamb. Oh, nice. So he's one of the candidates for U.S. Senate. Yeah. Yeah, what, him, Carrie Lake, and 
couple others. So Mark Lamb's going to be there. Yeah, and just like you, Jeff, just so that everybody knows that we're unbiased here. I've in the past I've hosted events at our facility. Yeah. We've got a nice size classroom, yeah. and we've we've had some public events where. Um, people that are running for election um, get to meet with the constituents out there in the Dony Park area. And I'm happy to do that for any person running for office, regardless of what party they may be affiliated with, yeah. because I believe that it's important for all of us to get to know them. That's good. I know you've been and, in groups that you may not align with in the past. I have. Yeah. So, so that's good. Okay. So Timberline has that, com- where you yeah, can do that. Yeah. If you'd like um, to have a meeting out there, please contact yeah. me. Happy to host it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it goes to show you because I was recently said that I was recently told by a uh, local school district, Flagstaff Unified School District, by their communications person that, you know, they won't send me press releases because I'm partisan, which I'm pretty partisan. I'm pretty, you know, I, I admit that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm conservative and I will, um, I have my, what, I have my leanings. I have what where is I stand. Partisan well, exactly. Mean? What does partisan mean? I, exactly. That, that you have strong feelings about something? Yeah. That, I, 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 look, I'm a conservative, constitutional conservative. And that's somehow negative that yeah. you have strong feelings yeah. about something? And so I was told I can't get press releases because of that. And I argued that same thing with the guy on the phone. Yeah. I was like, really, you're naming other media sources that have partisan operations as well. And I, I can see it in their writings. I can sure. see it in their opinion pieces. It's like, I know you a just local don't... newspaper that has been accused of being exactly. partisan. Exactly. And they, they mentioned that local paper, <laughs> which is under new ownership. So maybe and it's different now. I've so, seen some changes. You're good. I'm glad because yeah. I think local newspapers are really important. They are. Until they get wackadoodle partisan, like so far, you know, and then I don't want to read it anymore. But they should still get the information. Sure. Just as I should still get the information. This one is not done yet, folks. <laughs> I am working on some stuff on this one. You will hear more about it. Love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Uh, let's see. Where do you, well, you can still do it. Wing Wednesday. Half price wings at Sportsman's Bar and Grill. Hey, sounds still good. got time. Yep. Um, tomorrow is uh, the mini sliders. And then they always got something on their $4 menu at Sportsman's Bar and Grill. They've always got great drink specials. Uh, stop on by just north of downtown Flagstaff right there in the Basha Shopping Center. Voted best sports bar in Flagstaff Sportsman's Bar and Grill. Plenty of parking as well. Hang tight. Back in a minute. listening to the podcast please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there if you're not listening to the podcast subscribe look up the jeff orbit show also on video rumble follow us there and on youtube subscribe we appreciate everyone who's done that this is the jeff orbit show Just about out of time. Rob's going to stick around, though, because we got a special segment, a couple segments we're doing for next week's end-of-the-year program, looking ahead to 2024. That'll be fun. Um, gift cards. Yes. Let me give you a plug here. Timberline, that's a good idea for gift cards. It's to- a great idea okay. because, you know, everybody is difficult to buy for. And who needs more stuff? Well, <laughs> if you're going to get somebody more stuff, why don't you let them pick out what that is? And you can do that very easily by... Getting them a gift card, they can come out, they can use that for training, they can yeah. use it to buy a new firearm, they can use it to buy a safe. 
Yeah, they, safe. they could use it to buy some range time and some ammunition, get some practice in and be that safe, responsible firearms owner we want everybody to be. So Angela bought me a gift card out there last year. And I think you're going to be using it here soon. I think I used it. But yeah, you yeah might I have. think we're talking straight up cash at uh, this point. You oh, know? Even, well, it's all cash. Better, yeah. yeah, the gift card was... Yeah, same as cash. Yep. Same as cash. So yeah, Timberlines is five minutes north there. Uh, you might see me there tomorrow looking at safes again. Maybe, yep. maybe not. And the trailers of the guys down the road too. I got to look at that. Yeah, you get a trailer um, and a safe. You got you can bring yeah, it home. American trailer. Yeah, yeah. I could just throw no, it in the back. I'll, I'll load it up for you. Uh, I'm so t- just picky with my purchase. You you know you see me. I take just so much time. It's like a sickness. <laughs> he's he's one of those customers. Slugs. Yeah, I'm one of those. <laughs> Let me tell you. Back tomorrow. I hope you all have a great safe night. Take care. See you soon.